to the Heat Check Podcast, Miami Herald's Miami Heat Podcast. I'm David Wilson, and I am joined, as always, on the other line by Anthony Chang, our Heat beat writer here at the Herald. Anthony, what's up? Hey, David. Just enjoying this uh, this restful two-day break between games four and five. How are you? Pretty good. Um, yeah, like you were just saying off air, you may, might need this more than the players, other than, I guess, like Goran and Bam. They're, they're probably enjoying I, I this. I probably don't need this more than the players. <laughs> It is. It has been a long season. Uh-huh. Uh, we are also joined once again, maybe for the last time from inside the bubble. Uh, it's Tim Reynolds from the Associated Press. Tim, what's going on? Dang, that hurt. It's possible, right? I mean, how, how are you feeling about that? That this, well, I guess maybe depends when we would record, like our post finals. If you would be still inside the bubble, or we would be waiting for you to get home. But the end is uh, in sight. The end is in. I mean, one way or another, the end's in sight. Yeah. Like, the, the, you know, the latest I'm home is Wednesday. You know, that's the way I look at it. You know, if this thing goes seven, then I'm, I'm home Wednesday. It's it's funny, like, we've been getting emails about exit procedures and things of that nature, and um, Disney would like us out of here by 3 o'clock on Saturday. Now, <laughs> what I don't think they know is that this thing might not be over. Yeah. So, um, it is very weird to think that, like, I wrote a story. I wrote a story this morning that ran this afternoon. On, I mean, it's it's almost over. It's not over yet, but like the bubble made it, and like I think all of us had doubts that the bubble was going to work. So it is very weird to think of how, wow, it's the finish line is right there now. Yeah, we should probably when this wraps up, maybe not the episode right after the finals ends, but but after that, we should do like full bubble appreciation because uh, it's like an all time feat that the NBA and the NHL uh, pulled off this year. Um, let's let's talk about some basketball, though. Uh, we are recording this. It is Wednesday afternoon. Um, the Heat lost a, a, a close one last night. It was tied up with like six minutes left, I want to say, and then LeBron started doing LeBron things, scored seven straight points, had a couple big assists. Contavious Caldwell-Pope made a huge, couple huge plays. He gave up some offensive rebounds on some uh, long, uh, long rebounds on some LeBron misses from three. Um, it feels like you know the the Heat could get a couple more here, but it, it seems that these two teams are, are too even, and it, it feels like it's going to be hard for the Heat to uh, win three in a row against this team. Even if you know, no matter how healthy Bam looks over the next few days, no matter how if Goron gets back on the court, these teams are just too even. Um, I think that, you know, the Lakers, any given night it feels like they're go- coming in as a slight favorite. Um, but still some promising signs, I guess, from the Heat where, where you think you, they could maybe push this a few more games. And obviously if you get it to seven, who knows what happens. Yeah, I mean, that game, you know, game four, they, they were right there. And I don't think many people thought that was even going to be close. Like after the Lakers lose, people, people expect LeBron and AD to come out and dominate and you know, blow out the shorthanded heat, and that game was tied with six minutes to go. The Heat were down by two with three minutes to play. It was there for the taking, and the Heat, you know, they played well defensively. Both teams struggled offensively because of good defense, but the Heat had some open shots that they, they just did not make. If they would have hit a couple more of those shots, um, they could have won that game, and the complexion of the series would be totally different. Tied 2-2 after winning two straight, you get Bam back. Um, it's crazy how a, a matter of just two or three shots could could have really changed the season. But uh, but yeah, that's just the way it goes. He'd have won so many close games 
you know, this postseason. I think there were 10-2 and two in clutch yeah. games entering last night that, you know, you, you can't win them all. And, you know, last night they just didn't make enough shots down the stretch to win it. Yeah, I think uh, Cooper Moorhead from the Heat summed it up well when he said that, that Jimmy corner three that he missed that would have put the Heat up, uh, I guess, with about three minutes, two or three minutes left. Felt like they shot the Heat were hitting all postseason. And, and Jimmy'd hit shots basically exactly like that all postseason. And um, like you said, it's you, you're going to lose some of those close games. And uh, it came back and, and bit the Heat in the wrong kind of way last night. Um, I, I put that – it's funny you bring that up because I put that in my game or two, like that, that seven-second swing where yeah. Jimmy – I mean, that's right in – it was right in line with where I'm sitting. So I saw that three, and I thought it was, I thought it was, I mean, I thought it was down. And it would have given him the lead. It's, of course, it bounces off the rim and goes forward. Long rebound, run out. KCP from the other right corner hits mm-hmm. a three. And the heat in seven seconds go from up one, would have been up one to down five. Right. And it's funny because I engaged with a guy today who was, who emailed me last night and said, how dare you blame Jimmy Butler for this loss? And I'm trying to explain to him, no, it's just, it was absolutely not on Jimmy. It just shows you all of it last night. And we've seen this a couple of times in the series where you're chasing, 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 even though the margin wasn't that big, you're chasing, 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 the Lakers got every break. Like they know that on missed threes, especially from the top, it's going to be long rebounds. Right. And Caruso is really, really good at that. You know, and you just got to make your own breaks. The Lakers made them. The Heat didn't. That's how it was. And so instead of a make or miss league, it's a make your break league last night. And and they're in a one three hole now because of it. Yeah, and and, and I think too, like you know, as, as well as Jimmy's played, and he's been phenomenal in the finals. Like so good. Um, we have to remember, obviously, and it's it's hard to forget. But the, the Lakers are the two best players in the series, and in and in close games like that, usually with the team with the two best players in the series, like they're gonna win most of those games. So, not saying that the Heat have to blow the Lakers out, but it's just the fact, you know, the Heat are the Heat are are are, are aren't gonna you know win many of those situations. Just when LeBron is on the floor playing at that level, and Anthony Davis you know, with his size and his length. And then you throw in the fact that you don't have Goran out there, um, who has been so good down the stretch of games at, you know, creating shots for himself and others and hitting big threes. Um, they're, you know, it, they're facing long odds right now. Um, and the fact that they are even playing with the Lakers right now, honestly, like, that was an impressive game from them. That effort um, to really, they kept up. It was, it was shot for shot down the stretch. Like, they were matching them until the final final minute or two. Um, to me, it was an impressive performance from the Heat. I know it was a loss, but they were right there, and this series really could have easily been 2-2. Yeah, that, that opening game, I think, kind of skewed a lot of expectations, and obviously, you know, Goran and Bam get hurt, and, and, and that's ultimately what turns this series from a potential 6-7 game series into probably a 5-6 a or six, uh, game Lakers win, but... Other than that, even you know, game two, the Heat were you know it was kind of one of those where you're down ten the whole time, but but they clearly kind of started to figure things out in the second half, like we had mentioned, and then you need superhero Jimmy to win game three, but that's a close game, and then you get Bam back, and you can survive a little bit more without superhero Jimmy, and it's another close game. Um, it was kind of the inverse of, of game three, right? Where we're in game three, Jimmy 
the Lakers kind of come back, tie it up. I think maybe even take the lead with about six minutes left, and Jimmy does everything down the stretch to win. And it was kind of the inverse where the, the Heat this time were the team fighting back, finally tie it up, and then LeBron makes a couple big plays in a row. And, and like you said, it's a couple, couple long rebounds. Um, it's, the Heat keeps saying they have to play perfect to beat the Lakers. Um, and, you know, they, in a lot of ways, you know, they're, they've not necessarily been the more talented team in, in every series they've played, but they have, like, played their style perfectly. Um, and, and you can get away without playing perfect when you're going up against, you know, the Celtics rather than the Lakers. They just have, you know, you, it's a lot harder to slip, to, to play a perfect, uh, or to win while you only play 42 perfect minutes against a team that has LeBron and AD. And, and in a lot of these games, I think that's what it's been. It's been a Lakers run here or there that is, you know, forced them to be playing catch-up for a lot of the game. Um and then it comes down to those those final minutes and who can make those last couple plays, and, and the Lakers did, obviously, in game four. Yeah, and... and I'm sorry, Anthony, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, go ahead, Tim, go ahead. I, I wish they would drop this we-gotta-be-perfect stuff. They're not gonna be perfect. Right, that's, yeah. And Le- LeBron said it yesterday, too. I thought that was an interesting answer. Did you see that, Tim, that he said that? He's like, it's not we can strive to be perfect, but there is no such thing as a perfect game. I actually didn't see that. Yeah. But, I mean, there, there isn't. Although, well, no, I saw one in Boston once. <laughs> a 45, 15, and 5. That was a perfect game. Um, I, I, I know what Jimmy's saying. And I'll tell you something else that's interesting about the Jimmy. Well, let me finish the thought. Like, I get it. You know, every that's his way of saying every possession matters. Right. You know, you can't make mistakes. Yeah. You know, can't make mistakes. Like value every possession. Like it, it's coach speak in a way, but it's it's. I mean, one, they're so good that you're going to make mistakes. Two, they're so long that you're going to go. You're going to throw the ball away. I mean, this has been. Look, I, let's presume that they don't pull off the unthinkable. Let's presume that mm-hmm. the series ends in five, six, or seven games, and, and LeBron has has the trophy in his hands for a second. Either way, even with the loss, like what an education this has been for these guys. Like in a weird way, this is they're seeing how much different it is than playing Indiana in the first round. Right. I mean, you got to give the Lakers credit. Like I did not think they were the best team. I really didn't. Give the Lakers credit. They have played like it. And and Braun has summoned enough LeBron moments to be Braun again. Um, they are so good defensively. They work as hard on the defense. They work harder on the defensive end than I thought they were capable of. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, that has been the difference to me. Passing lanes are there, and then they go away. That's the hallmark of a LeBron team. And, and the Heat... Um, yeah, Jimmy's right. You have to be perfect. But the, the point I was going to make about Jimmy was the losses in this series, Jimmy's been, like, fine after the game. Jimmy, um, after the win, was, like, annoyed, snarling Jimmy. Like, he just doesn't want his guys to relax yeah. at all. It's just been really interesting to see the psychology that, that he brings to the table. Yeah, for sure. No, I, I think... I think you make a good point um, where, you know, like you said, there's no such thing as a perfect game. But the margin of error is smaller for the Heat at this point just because, again, they are shorthanded and 
they are facing the, you know, two of the top five players in the league. But for the most part, I think that he'd have played pretty well considering everything. I mean, I, I don't see how you could say, well, the Heat just were totally outclassed. That they weren't. They they haven't been. They just haven't been. This has been a pretty again aside from the first game where you have two player, two key players get hurt, and the second game you're still adjusting to playing without those two guys. Um, since then, it's been a pretty even series that has come down to just a few, you know, makes or, or misses. Um, and, and to me, one of the most surprising things so far, uh, and one of the big differences, along with the Lakers' defense, has been incredible. And I knew they were good on defense, but the way they have, as the series has gone on, they've gotten better just because they've kind of seen what Miami can do offensively, and they've they've made adjustments, you know, especially with AD and, and LeBron on on Jimmy in Game Four. But one of the most surprising things has been the Lakers have been the better three-point shooting team. And you could credit the Lakers' defense, and that has something something to do with it. But, you know, we, we all said, I think, entering this entering the finals, like the Heat needed to make threes. That was one of their biggest advantages. And I think they had one good shooting game in game two. And other than that, it's been pretty pretty much below average for them. And the Lakers have been, you know, a couple percentage points better than them from three-point range. Like, that's surprising. Um, it, it's surprising that, that that's the case, and it's surprising that the Heat has been able to keep it close despite that. Because you think, like, if they if they would have, you know, if they would shoot like they did in the first two rounds, where I know maybe there were more open shots, but it was closer to 37, 38% a game, they would have won these games. Like, that, they would, that would have been the difference. So uh, that's been something that I just, I've been surprised that the Lakers have been the better three-point shooting team in the series. Yeah, it's reductive, but it's also basically true like the that was the heats one of the heats many you know the the handful of advantages they had were probably the bench and obviously you lose that when um you know you you lose Goron and Bam and have to cut like nine guys you feel comfortable with to seven and really it's it's even probably fewer than that that they feel comfortable with at this point um and the three-point shooting like the heat were I think a top five three-point percentage team in the regular season right maybe even higher than that like top two, top they were three. second. Were they second? They yeah, that's second. what I was thinking. Yeah. And the Lakers were like, I, I don't know where they were, but they were bottom. Yeah, bottom ten. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a nine-point swing any given night if, if these teams are shooting their averages rather than um, what they're doing. And like you said, I mean, the Lakers' defense obviously has a lot to do with it. Their length is legit. You can see it's frustrating the Heat at all levels. Um, you know, driving to the rim, obviously, but also like. Duncan's not getting the same kind of looks regularly, but they're at the same time, they're missing a lot of open shots. And part of it's Jay Crowder kind of crashing back to earth, which I think we all kind of knew was going to come at some point. It was just whether they could make it last until uh, the start of next season or whether it was going to come in the finals. But also, I mean, Tyler Hero has has not shot the ball well, really, in this series. Um, He was pretty good in the fourth quarter last night, but missed a lot of open shots also. Duncan, obviously... Um, has been a focal point, I think, of the Lakers' defense, and they've made it tough on him. But he's missing, you know, some some good looks too. Um, so that's, I mean, it, and then obviously you lose Goron, who had been on fire from yeah, three in the postseason. Like that's a, that's kind of an, everyone thinks of him as the like slasher creator guy who can finish in the mid range and get you a bucket, like when nothing else is working. But I mean, he'd been awesome as a three point shooter in the postseason. Like he's kind of the guy. At, when he took a shot, he was the guy I felt. Most certain the shot was going to go in if he was open. I'll say it. I mean, I've, I've got accused again of being a homer last night, so it doesn't really matter. Again, as a reminder, we're taping this on Wednesday after game after game four. But if Goran Dragic is healthy, 
And Larry's, Larry was coming home to Miami. They'd have won the series. And, and, and I think, I, you know, I, I think it's just, this just going to be, like, it's so weird. Like, Goran's crowning achievement in basketball was Eurobasket three years ago, right? I mean, we all know that. When he led Slovenia to the to to their first mm-hmm. basically best moment in Slovenian sports history, and even in those moments, like remember, Luca couldn't play in the gold medal game. Like Luca's ankle was all messed up, and he couldn't play. And even then, like Goran was like upset for for Luca, right? Right? It's just so weird. And now he gets on the big stage, and he's the one that's hurt. It's just you just have, and he's such a good guy. I mean. I wish people, I wish Heat fans got to know him the way that we know. I mean, we don't know him, know him. We know him a little bit. We know him better than most people in Miami, obviously. He's just the nicest, he's just the nicest person. Like, nobody deserves to get hurt and miss the NBA Finals. Like, nobody is, nobody's that bad. But, like, it's just so unfair. It's just so unfair to Corn. He's just such a good person. It's just, it just stinks so much that, he had to get hurt at this time. Just, it's just, I, I mean, it's, it's hard to watch. Yeah. I mean, and even just yeah. purely from a basketball standpoint, something I think we've all written about this postseason is he's kind of the bridge from the two, you know, he came here basically thinking he would be playing in finals with, with Bosch and Wade and, and it never happened because of a lot of circumstances beyond anyone's control. Um, and he finally, you know, he, he waited it out um, and, Obviously, he was going to finally get his chance, and he lasts like 12 minutes, basically. Yeah, and, you know, we talk about having a bubble appreciation podcast. Maybe one day we should have a Goran Dragic <laughs> appreciation podcast, just because, I mean, you know, he, he spoke to the media before game four, I think. Yeah, before game four, and he revealed that he was playing on, you know, foot injury the past two rounds, and he was playing yeah. well, like, I'm guessing it was plantar fasciitis or, or something like that associated with what he injured. Um, and he was playing well. And that is a painful injury. Um, the fact that he was playing on that just shows you how tough of a guy he is. The fact that he even warmed up tried to try playing game four, but having a torn plantar uh, fascia is crazy. Like, that is – you talk to anybody who's had that. You talk to doctors. Like, that is a very, very painful injury. Um, he really wants to get out there. You could tell, and it's just—it's just too much pain. It's too—it's too much of a debilitating injury. Yeah, and every time uh, Jimmy's kind of started doing that, like stop and twirl move that I guess people say is the the rondo, right, where you drive, stop, spin around, and throw up a floater. But this posting, I kind of felt like that was that became the Goron move. And, and every time Jimmy's thrown one of those up in the in this finals run, I I like to think of it as a little Goron tribute. Because I mean he's he's obviously hurting too for I mean they're 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 buddies, right? They're like best buddies. They're the Bobby and Toby. The Bobby and, exactly. The Gogi Gogi and Zogi. Gogi and Zogi. <laughs> to to the sec to the he's other uh injured star, a bam. Uh, he he looked he obviously he finished the game, played thirty three minutes, that's encouraging. Um but I thought it was interesting after the game that and it's not surprising, but that he said he wasn't 100%. And I guess you could kind of tell, like, just rebounding. They really weren't running the offense through him as much as they usually do. I think he had one assist. Um, you know, I that's it was painful enough for him to miss two finals games. So, you know, you have to know that's a pretty bad injury because Bam doesn't miss any games at all. Um, and he hadn't played, you know, in, in about a week. So, 
Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how he looks in Game 5, if it's, you know, maybe a little smoother for him or if it's still something that's that's limiting him. Yeah, those two days of rest between Game uh, 4 and Game 5, I'm not necessarily, like, banking on it getting Goran back on the court, but if we can just get Bam, I think, a little bit more healthy, that's a, a huge difference. Because we only really saw kind of one stretch last night where they were basically like, Bam, do your thing um, at the – at the start of the second quarter when Jimmy got his, like, three minutes of rest, um, I think, bam, you know, they were kind of doing a lot of, like, the dribble handoff stuff that, that is so much of their offense uh, in the first couple rounds of the playoffs and even the regular season. And, you know, bam, I think, scored six or seven points in that opening, like, five minutes he was on the court. But, yeah. I mean, other than that, he was – I mean, part of it, I'm sure, is he's occupied with, like, Anthony Davis. So, like – and, you know, Jimmy had been on fire, so they're going to let him kind of – be the ball handler even more than he had been. But, I mean, in the fourth quarter, he only took one shot, he had one rebound, and he scored two points, and, like, that was it. And that's, you know, Bam's usually the ultimate, like, fill the stat sheet guy. He, um, I thought it was telling that they went to him, I think, like, two of the first three or three of the first four possessions yeah. because they get him going. Yep. Um, and then it wasn't a dirty play, but... He got level by yes. LeBron. Yeah, I saw it. Like, hello. Should have been a block on LeBron, actually, I think. Yeah. It, I mean, look, LeBron got away with a few last night. Like, he's LeBron. Know, it happens. He's LeBron, but, like, you know, the, the, the transition play with Tyler, you know, that's a foul 99 times out of 100. Like, it just is, you know, and yeah, it's not why they lost the game. Because, you know, the Heat got away with a few as well. In fact, the, the Heat's old friend following three-point shooters, I mean, that was just, that was the worst timed following yeah. of a three-point shooter ever. But I I, I do think Bam will be better. I, I, I do. I just, again, it comes down to they need Duncan to not bank in a three. Like, Duncan needs to find himself. And I don't know if he right. will, because... Duncan Robinson might be the first player in the NBA in NBA Finals history since Jordan to have his own defensive rules. Like they are just they're yeah. you know I mean seriously I've never seen if, if what would you have said to that twelve months ago? <laughs> We're in the finals twelve months later. <laughs> oh, by the way, the LeBron James led Los Angeles Lakers are going to build an entire defensive scheme to stop Duncan. Robinson. I, I remember in training camp last year, Spo said that Duncan Robinson is the best shooter in the world. Yeah, that um, was like a story. Was, People were like, what is he talking about? Yeah, <laughs> I, I think we all like made it like a headline. Like I was one, one of my headlines one of those days in camp, and everyone was like, what? Is, what is Spo saying? Like he's he's just he's just trying to pump up his player, but man, <laughs> he, was, he might have been right. Yeah, 12 months later. And now this shows Dunk like what he's got to work on, right? Yeah. I mean, he's you know, he just can't he can't shed guys yet. You know, he he's gotta learn that skill. So yeah. he'll get there. I mean yeah. again, this is a guy who was hoping he was gonna start for the Sky Force last year. Yeah. I mean it's, it's crazy. It's just and, crazy. And and like people I know people criticize he had a like pretty he was he was pretty good in game four actually, like shooting shooting wise. Um but yeah. He struggled somewhat in this series, but and again, plus minus. When we've talked about it before, it can be deceiving. But last night, you know, in Game Four, it was a plus five, and then Game Three, his plus minus was like plus twenty something. Like when he's out there, 
he doesn't like it's like Eric Spoelstra says he doesn't need to make shots. Like yeah. you see the attention the Lakers are giving him. The Heat are basically playing four and five in some in, in some sense just because they're face guarding Duncan and they're sometimes trapping him off screens. Um, it opens up so much for other guys. So you just need you just simply need Duncan on the floor to create space for Jimmy and other guys. Yeah, absolutely. And in Game Three, yeah. he was their second best offensive guy just with the way he. Uh, he's still, you know, he's still always pretty good at like attacking those closeouts. When he gets the angle, he is like willing to put the ball on the floor and go to the rim and um, sometimes finish. He had a couple of good layups in, in game three, but then also he's a good passer. Like he's more than a shooter, obviously. That's like can old I, news now. Can I, Anthony just said too about how he's getting criticized a little bit for game four or how he didn't, his numbers weren't great in game four. What are people criticizing? Seriously. <laughs> Like, some of the stuff, I'm going on my rant now, before <laughs> Warren. You can just take the parting off now for about a minute, if you like. I'm going to mute myself, all right? Here you go. You should. I'm not bringing up justice. You'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Um, like, people are tweeting, like, Tyler Hero is the worst player in the series because of the plus minus. Really? You want to play the series without Tyler Hero? Be my guest. Enjoy enjoy those odds. Um this team won 36 games last year. They lost the best player in franchise history. No money. We we look look what you were, and look now who you are. And and if you lose this series, okay, you lost the NBA Finals. What are people so unhappy about? Yeah, I, I, I'm not saying like don't. I'll, I'll, I know I'll get it about how I'm a big fan of participation ribbons. No. I'm not. I, I would have really enjoyed. I, I would have loved for our city to have had the NBA champion. And if it doesn't happen, though, this is a heck of a lot better than last year. This is as good a one-year jump as there's ever been in Heat history. Not just record. Forget record-wise. Yeah. Like, look where you were. Look where you are. What's that thing that's trending today? Like how my year started and how it is now or whatever it is. Look where you were. Look where you are. There's nothing to complain about right now. You've got a maximum of three games left in the season and three games left for probably quite a long time. Yeah. Enjoy that. Two two months ago, I think we were saying just for them to just the season would be successively one one round. Yeah, like that was that was the goal for a lot of people. Yeah, they won three rounds. They're in the NBA Finals. That's not good enough. I mean, it's it just it is. I mean, this they didn't have to win one game in the NBA Finals, and it would have been a hugely successful season. And it's not just because of the wins and losses that they're in the finals. It's the fact that they found some pieces, like young pieces, that will be good. for a long time. And Bam out of bio, the jump he made. I know we'll get into this after the season, but Tyler Hero. Uh, 20 years old, getting this experience and playing, you know, well at this level on this stage. Um, Duncan Robinson, Jimmy, just the way he's fit in. Like, this has been as productive as a season as I can remember in Heat history, really. And we look at it from top to bottom. Guys are going to want to play with Jimmy. They're going to want to play with Duncan. They're going to want to play with Bam. They're going to want to play with Tyler. They want to play for Eric. They want to play for Riles. This is 2010 all over again without the Heat even trying. This yeah. was, okay, what 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 do you have to do now to put together a roster? Well, okay, we have no money, so we need to get all these guys cheaply, and then we need a name, so let's go get Jimmy Butler. 
Let's rid ourselves of Hassan. All right, now we so we're halfway through the year. Okay, now we kind of got a chance. We think we might be okay. What are we going to do? Let's take a flyer on Andre Iguodala and see what happens. You end up with Jay Crowder, who's been great for them for the most part. Yeah, don't care what happens. It was a heck of a year, and I, I just. I know Twitter is the village of the damned. Like I get it, I do. Like people don't go on people don't go on Twitter to talk about how wonderful stuff is. You go on Twitter to talk about how bad things are. I do hope there's a silent majority out there that understands this has been a really good year for them. Yeah, if he uh, if you're ranking winners from the bubble, I think you're LeBron, obvious number one. Uh, John Calipari number two because he's got a lot of stuff to add to his uh, recruiting pitches with Bam's block and Tyler Snarl and, and Anthony Davis probably getting a ring. Devin Booker going 8-0. Devin Booker going 8-0. Yeah, good good bubble for uh, the Kentucky Wildcats. Um, and then it's the Heat, right? There was a lot of way. There was a lot of lot of Heat culture propaganda out in the uh, in the ether over the last uh, two months, basically, when this playoff run was going on. Um, and they've got a chance to you know put together a couple more. Um, a couple more moments like that, that, you know, the, the Jimmy moment is going, obviously the, the 40 point triple double, like that's, that goes down in history. That's a, like one of the signature performances, obviously in finals history and a moment, uh, that encapsulates a lot of this run. Um, and I, I think we all agree. It's not like over in five, like, I, I don't, I don't they're, think they're, gonna, they're underdogs. You know, they're probably, like yeah. the, the odds obviously say it's over in five, but I, I think we all think this can get to at least six. Yeah, well, it, it, it could be over, but it, it could be over. It's, yeah, it's not. It's not. It's not it's over. Not one of those things where you're like, yeah, it's probably gonna. No, I, like the Heat are gonna make it tough on the Lakers one way or the other. Even if they lose, it's not gonna be an easy game for LA. There, there's a force in the universe at play, though, which is why I don't think it's over on Friday. What is it? This ridiculous rule. That these games count for home and road records. The Heat are playing to extend their road playoff series winning streak. <laughs> one consecutive series with at least one road win. And that would be extended if they win tomorrow. Oh, they got this then. Only you would know that. Yeah. <laughs> Only I would know that. That's sad. Um, so for we'll, those interested in wagering on this game, you know, yeah, Tim has a tip for you. So what do what do we all think? Like, if we were just pinpointing a couple of things that he can do, I, we, I, we, as we mentioned, it's margin for error. Let's let's ignore three point shooting. If they obviously if they shoot forty percent from three, <laughs> yeah. they're probably going to win and force a game six. But um, other than that, what what do you guys see from game five um, that you kind of pinpoint it as a, a place that? Maybe the Heat can adjust or something you liked. Well, what can they do to get this to six? I mean, it sounds – it's kind of like three-point shooting, but the offensive rebounds, like the Heat did a pretty good job throughout game four. Yeah. But late in the game, that hurt them. Like you can't give this Lakers team with AD and LeBron uh, two or three chances of possession to score. You just can't. Um, so I, I would point to that and also just more help from the bench. The bench was pretty bad in game four. Kendrick Nunn really struggled. Mm-hmm. Andre Goodall and Kelly didn't do much. So I would say more help from the bench and obviously three-point shooting, but that's obvious. And then got to got to control the offensive rebounds. I just, I just want to see Jimmy going downhill. Yeah, I, I, I want Jimmy Butler to be the Jimmy Butler that he hates most, and that is ball dominant, take game over Jimmy Butler. I, I just 
I know he hates it, and he, his principles are ridiculous on this front, but um, I, I think that this notion that they're going to screen harder, that they're going to screen better yeah. to free up three-point shooters, no, you're not. You're just not. Um, that you can't possibly do that much to get guys that open. You need to do it from the inside out. Having Bam will help, but Jimmy needs to go – Jimmy needs to come out throwing Mike Tyson knockout punches from tip off. And it's unfair to say it's all on you. And I, I, I'm not saying it that way, but I'm saying he can soften the Lakers defense right. from the inside by going into attack mode early. And then, Oh, there's Duncan Robinson all alone. Oh, there's Jay Crowder in that wing spot that he loves so much. Oh, those two shots are wet. All of a sudden that snowball starts rolling. I think, I think that's the way to go. Yeah, I do. One, one one note on that too. I, I thought it was interesting that the adjustment they that they made with with having Anthony Davis guard him and really him, LeBron down the stretch too. Like those are the two guys that guard Jimmy the entire game. They did not accept switches pretty yeah. much the entire game. Like Jimmy is gonna have to. It's tough. Like it's it's not gonna be as easy as Game Three where you just call for a screen and then Kyle Kuzma switches on to onto Jimmy. He just takes him into the post. Like the yeah. Lakers are gonna make him really really work, and he could do it, but. It's, you know, the Lakers obviously made that adjustment and it worked um, in game four. But Jimmy Butler is one of the few mid-range connoisseurs. Yeah. They're in the league. So, fine. You don't have to do it game three. St- you have to do it 40-point triple-double style True. and all at the rim. Just, okay, get it off from 12 feet. Like, yeah. that's that, that's Jimmy. That's where he eats. I mean, that's his wheelhouse. Yeah. So, yeah. you want to put AD on him? Fine. I'm not going to go at you. I'm just going to shoot over him from here and go off the glass all night. It was so, weird to watch the Heat become like a switch hunting team because that was like such not their identity for for so much of this. That was such a good tweet by you last night, and such a good observation by you because it wasn't, and that's why it's critical. Yeah, it, it's critical to be the team that hits first because right. then the other team is reacting to you and not vice versa. And there's only so many tricks left in the bag at this point. So, yeah, I, I, I the Lakers hit first last night, and the and the Heat were playing uphill the rest of the way. I know they had the great start to the second quarter. Hitting first is yep. critical, especially in a closeout game. If you let the Lakers hit first on Friday night, it's going to look like one ninety-one to twelve or something. Like you don't, you you right. have to. Yeah, they'll they'll close it out. LeBron wants to get out of there. Um, I do wonder how much. I mean, it's like a lame excuse to make, and and Jimmy Butler is in as good a shape of anyone. But I do wonder how if fatigue set in for him in the second half because he was on fire to start, and I think at one point missed like five or six straight shots in the second half and. Obviously, he's been playing 45 minutes in basically every game. Took on like an unprecedented load in um, Game Three. So the the two days off, I think, probably helps Bam more than anyone else. But I think Jimmy might be number two on that list of guys who will benefit from that. Um, for me, I think Bam's just gotta he's gonna be better. Like I know, and we don't know what is what less than 100% means for him. We don't know if that means 80%. We don't know if that means. He just wasn't in shape yet. We don't know if that means he like can't lift his right shoulder uh, above his head without a lot of pain. Um, but you know he was he was invisible in the fourth quarter. And I mean there was you know it was ten days ago when he single handedly took over in the fourth quarter to beat the Celtics. And you know he I, I don't know how many touches he had in the fourth quarter on in Game Four, but. Like I said, he he wasn't his usual self, and you can even see like the dribble handoff stuff they like to do with him. Jimmy was doing most of that, um, and I I like that adjustment too because when Anthony Davis is playing so far off, if you hit that perfectly, then 
you're getting Duncan Robinson a wide open three, but like you could just see that Bam um, was not comfortable yet. And if he's comfortable, it's a totally different series. He goes, you know, you go from having one of the, you know, one of the best three guys on the floor to, to definitely having two of the best four. Um, and, and then you're even, basically. I mean, obviously those guys are still the two best, LeBron and AD, but, you know, Jimmy and Bam are, they're, they're not top five guys, but they're top 20 guys. Um, and it, it at least gives you a chance. I can, I can share this from, from last night, like way late last night. So I'm coming back to, to the hotel and I go over to the media hospitality area, if you will, because um, they had like some late night munchies out for us and I had some water and stuff like that. And I see Bam and he's walk, just walking around like they're blown off steam. He's just walk, walking around and Bam, I don't know if Anthony, I don't know if you get this privilege, Anthony, or not. You probably don't because you're too nice. But Bam's signature greeting to me is a middle finger. <laughs> And uh, I got it twice from him last night. So I, I think he's back. I think he's in good form. <laughs> <laughs> um, now watch. That'll get turned into something more by yeah. the athletic, <laughs> it'll be, it'll be athletic story about how Bam Adebayo and I are feuding. <laughs> wow. um, I, I think, again, to, to be able to, to have the presence of mind to flip me off twice, I think, last night. I think it's good. I think That's it's a good good sign. I think it's a great sign. He's back to himself. <laughs> no, that that's 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 a good one, David. Because like I, I think that's going to be important. Like, how good is Bam tomorrow? And again, yeah. we don't know how injured he is. You know, I don't want to. I'm not saying he needs to be the Bam of you know 100% Bam. Like, we don't know if you know if that's possible. Um, but he needs to be better than he was in game four i think for them to to really have a chance in game five to extend this series yeah and we, i mean we saw it like you're saying in the second quarter he was awesome to start the second quarter like we know he has at least spurts in him so it's just whether it's just an issue of like where is his uh fitness at basically and and you know where's the pain management because we know he can do it um and if he's just you know 10 percent healthier on on friday than he was on Tuesday, it could could make a big difference. Um, going back quickly to the Jimmy Butler thing, like I think he's just got to basically like he's got to just sit down with Goran and like have Goran explain to him that like how Goran does his thing when the offense slows down because that's what you know Jimmy needs to replace that basically he needs to do what he does, but then he also needs to replace that Goran like we need a bucket I'm gonna get one. Um, obviously that that's a, a big workload for for Jimmy, but um, that's that's what they miss obviously on offense more than anything. And, and Kendrick Nunn uh, very much did not give them that last night. No, he did not. I mean, 20, yeah, he, played, he, he probably honestly would not have played last night. Right, yeah. Golden was healthy. You yeah. know, like those 23 minutes he played off the bench, um, you know, they, they obviously, he wasn't too effective in those minutes. Um, and Goran would have gotten those minutes. So that, that's what you're really missing with Goran. It's just, Right, it's right just, now, this team was supposed Kendrick to be good playing. because Derek Jones is your ninth man. Now he's your yeah. eighth man or whatever. Like you're just move, right. you just move the down the chain. And you're yeah, playing. Tyler Hero was off the bench scoring, you know, twenty five points. That was the, you know, the, it's it's a different dimension, has a different layer to this team. Now Tyler Hero's in the starting lineup, so yeah. it's just yeah, it's just everyone's bumped up a notch. I'm gonna, I'm gonna add to my rant from earlier then because that, that's also a point worth adding. Myers wouldn't have played. Myers started two games in this series. Um, Kendrick Nunn wouldn't have played. Kendrick Nunn has played in this series. 
Yes, it's unfortunate timing. And yes, they're, they, they they had opportunities to win Game 4. They probably should have been better in Game 2. Game 1 was not for yeah. them. <laughs> Pretty cool. Not, it happens. Not, you get blown out sometimes. Um, it, it, it happens, yes. Um, you're, you're doing this, again, like... I mean, what, what was the? What, how much had they played together? Like the game three lineup before before that game started, they played together like two minutes. I think. Two possessions that mattered or yeah. something. Like one of those minutes were garbage. It's it's just it's amazing what Spo's doing. How Spo is giving this, like how Spo has found ways to give them a chance. It's because it's such a, it's such a Jimmy or bust group. Sometimes, when especially when Bam's not a hundred percent, when Goran isn't out there, when the three point shooting isn't there, when Duncan and Tyler aren't the Duncan and Tyler that they were at times this year, a a, a downfall to all or not a downfall. That's the wrong word, but something else to remember though. Like LeBron called last night one of the biggest games of his career. Yeah, and that's not a I can't lose the finals to the Miami Heat. Statement, although that's absolutely what he's thinking. Yes. Like he can't lose, <laughs> he can't lose the... this. Yeah. It's it speaks though, like he understands what Spo is doing. And he understands that Spo is gonna have them ready. And yeah. he'll have a surprise ready for them tomorrow night. Now it'll be a surprise that they've seen because they've seen everything. But it, it, it's it's weird. Like this is like for as much as Heat fans are going to hate it if LeBron wins this series. It is like the ultimate respect, though, in that he refuses to talk smack about them. He re- he has said nothing but all the right things. And when you really listen to him, when he's talking about when he's talking about the Heat and Spell in particular, he may. I mean, he's like writing the free agent pitch for them. Yeah, like they do it right, and and Bron just keeps saying it over and over and over in his own way. So. On the one hand, yeah, Spoh's going to have him ready. On the other hand, unfortunately for Heat fans, <laughs> Ron's going to have the Lakers ready because he knows Spoh's going to have the yeah. Heat ready. All right, I think we can wrap things up there unless you guys have any final thoughts. Predictions, come on. Oh, yeah, I guess we could do predictions. Well, let's just predict game, uh, game five for now. Do we get this to six? Um, I'm going to say – I'm going to say no. I think LeBron closes it out. He's he's historically pretty good in closeout games. He doesn't waste those opportunities. I think he's three and zero in closeout games. You know when he's in the finals. Uh, so I, I'm gonna say LeBron. It's a little bit of a close game, but I think the Lakers win. Three and zero in close game. Three and zero in closeout chances in the finals. Thirty eight and ten all time in closeout opportunities. Yeah. That's pretty good. I still think it's going to Sunday. Yeah, I think so. I think I agree. You're gonna leave me on this island. Thank you. Well, that means if you're right, you look you look really smart. I picked Heat and six at the start. I'm, let's flip it to Lakers I'm, and six at I'm least. Six. I'm doubling down. Three <laughs> one. I'm staying with Heat and six. I'm going on that island. No, I I don't. The one look we have seen teams many many times let go of the rope. I don't think this Heat team will do that. And I don't think the Lakers are good enough to just show up and blow them out. Yeah. I think the Laker I think the Laker team we saw in game three had 
they were already, you know, seat belts were fastened and their tray tables were up in the up and you know, upright and locked position. They I mean they were on the plane. They were going home. Yeah. I think a little bit of that's going to creep back in tomorrow. Yeah. And then LeBron will spend all day Saturday yelling at them. And then Sunday might be a very different story. Yeah. I, I, we keep saying tomorrow. It's not tomorrow. It's Friday. But you know It'll be I mean? tomorrow by the time this gets posted. By the time it gets posted. And it's yeah. tomorrow in NBA world anyway. So who cares? I, uh-huh. I, I do think Miami finds a way to extend this. And just – I'm kind of curious to see, like, what LeBron will do and when he will take – when he will put his ultimate stamp on things. You, you've seen flashes of it. Yeah. I think if if this thing goes to Sunday, then you'll see that, and then then it gets real fun. Yeah. I don't think there's any way that Goran comes back. That was just too hard to watch yeah. last night. He's got you know at most there's six days left in the season. Like I I don't see it. Um, that would have been nice, but I I do think they get I do think they get Friday. Yeah, we haven't seen like one of those vintage LeBron performances yet. And it's basically whenever that happens, the series is is over. Whether it happens Friday or uh, Sunday or Tuesday, even like the, the he'll have no chance if a game like that happens because pretty much no one ever has a chance when a game's like game like that happens. Um, but I think you know if it's a game like Game Four and Bam's a little bit better, it goes down to the wire just like Game Four did. And I don't know, it's a coin flip in a lot of ways to me until LeBron becomes like finals LeBron. And it does feel like, you know, we might not get one because if, if they can close out in five, they might not need it. But like you're saying, it would be fun if we could get to that six where we at least see LeBron be like, all right, I got to, I got to finish this out and at least try to do it. Exactly. All right. Um, thanks as always for listening. Um, you can follow Anthony on Twitter at Anthony underscore Chang. Uh, got, you got a story on Tyler hero today. Um, who has been better, I think, in the finals than people are, are acting like. He was ultimately pretty good last night, great in the fourth quarter. Um, you talked to Chet Kammerer about uh, scouting him, what the Heat kind of saw in him that um, led them to pick him. Obviously, we've just got lots of Heat coverage over at MiamiHerald.com as well. Uh, you can follow Tim Reynolds on Twitter, at by Tim Reynolds. He is inside the bubble uh, for at least a couple more days. Is it like the last couple of days of summer camp? It kind of feels that way, as if you don't know when your parents are coming to pick you up. I'm <laughs> <laughs> like that. Um, this is, of course, our last pod. We don't know if it's the last one from the bubble, but it is the last one before the Miami Hurricanes take their rightful place as the nation's number one ranked team after what they're going to do on Saturday night in Death Valley. Well, yeah, I guess so, because we would record Sunday, probably after the Sunday game, if they got this to seven. There you go. So. Yeah, that'll be fun too. It's a, it's still a fun week. I think the Marlins lost as we were recording this, um, but but otherwise it's been a been a fun fun time in Miami sports. And we're about to like, it's we went from zero to sixty, and now we're about to go sixty to like thirty. Yeah, you know, it's still football, but we're, we're at full sixty right now. By the time we, we by the time all this like ends and wraps up, and all the heat end of year stories are in the barn after the parade or not, whatever. Then it's two a time. And then we're all going to be covering the Dolphins. Like everybody in town is going to be covering the Dolphins because every two a thing must be chronicled. Exactly. There's going to be, we're going to have a separate two a podcast. There, there will be, I think Adam Beasley is going to change his name to Tua. Just straight, straight <laughs> Tua Beasley. That's it. Just, it just be, I, there was a good, uh, I think it was on the ringer, a story about um, the 
uh, what did they call it? When the ESPN did the heat, what was it? The heat index? They did a, like an oral history yeah, kind of I the heat that. index. Um, that, that's what we're going to have with, we're going to have the Tua index once he's on the field. Yeah. After, after heat season, I'll, I might be leading that. Yeah, we'll you're, see. The, you're the Tua beat writer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks as always for listening and uh, we will talk to you guys next week. Or maybe earlier, I guess. We'll see. We'll talk to you soon.